Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. The podcast on. Yeah. Okay. So here's the reason. So first of all, I'll I'll try to weave it into the rest of my day. All right. Mm-hmm. Like. In general, because I can answer directly your question, but it would be more interesting if I told you a number of things than answered your question. All right. Okay. And the question is, and by the way, the reason why this is interesting is mm-hmm. because you are probably not the first person, but one of the first people who comes from the normal world <laughs> who I am oh. explaining this to, aside from my family, right? But they already know. Is it normal world or is it more like? consciousness oh no it's just the normal world but the fact that you asked that might make this slightly more interesting (laughs) babe he's doing a podcast oh it doesn't matter you can come in and then he's gonna (laughs) psychoanalyze me and by that i mean uh, just ask you some questions she'll come out positive (laughs) (laughs) he might not if he's breathing marijuana smoke uh oh. <laughs> anyway, I'll be right back. Oh no, he will come back positive if he does. Because then it comes back positive. Mm. Wait, let's talk, about, let's talk about let's talk about it. Okay, so during my day so I'm as I told you, mm-hmm. I'm a student but only for one course, which is a very important Pilates. course. Pilates. Pilates. Right. Very highly respected in academia. So um the reason why is because like my schedule is kind of full. Not that it's like every day I have to do something, but So the classes I want to take, like chemistry and math classes, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them you have to go multiple times a week, and I'm required to do things multiple times a week. What I'm required to do is go through therapy. Mm -hmm. And therapy is basically like it takes two forms. One of them is I'm sitting in a group and we're talking about emotions. The other one, I'm sitting in a room, similar to this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the reason why I do therapy three times a week is because I was, or technically I am, I still kind of claim this title, criminally insane, which means not only do I have a mental health diagnosis, but it largely contributed to me committing some fairly serious crimes. So the two, I had charges, felony charges in two counties, and one of them in Santa Clara County was attempted carjacking. So, three counts if you've played GTA or you're aware of the game. Well, I mean, cars should be free for all people anyway. <laughs> Just saying. Car, t- okay, so. Carjacking is an institutionalized prop social justice issue because we have to pay for cars we can't fucking afford. So, uh, they're only asking to be hijacked. Okay, so let me first say, without <laughs> confirming or denying that statement, that my motivation was not a social justice <laughs> motivation. It was that I was trapped in my own brain. Uh, I thought that I was highly paranoid. I thought that I was going to be attacked by my family in the number of hours every single day uh, before I was arrested. And I, at the at that point in time, I already had several supernatural beliefs that were just like, yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> that's, there's no, you know, there's no ground for it. One of which was shapeshifters. So I was getting arrested by police officers and managed to look at one of them. And I was convinced that it was one of my family members who had shapeshifted into the form of a police officer, just as a part of some conspiracy plot. But 
now I know that, of course, that was a delusion um, mixed with hallucinations, and often the two complement one another. Were you starving from water or food at that point at all? Were you like I was drinking too much tap water. (laughs) The chloride. No, because of course, I guess listeners wouldn't know, but you don't. You're against tap, of course, right? Yeah. And I don't. I don't think tap's the best for us. Yeah, but beer is all right, right? Yeah. I'm having a Pacifico. Having yeah. some cerveza. As long as it's, yeah, Pacifica. Yeah. So anyhow, yeah, I was criminally insane. That's the reason why I, uh, I, I have to live the way I live. But also, um, what's pretty cool about it, in a weird turn of events, mm-hmm. it's almost like I'm living rich right now because my housing, I live at a halfway house. You Have you heard of these places? Well, we live next door to one. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I hey, saw hey, somebody hey. smoking his. I said, "Hey," she was like, well, "You look like you one live, of my um, residents. You act like section, one." So the section eight. I knew a friend who also did that, but I think every house is different. They have uh, this house. I think is really from really really intense drugs. Yeah. Really, well, really the thing is, what's intense? What's not? I mean, well, I mean, uh, she kind of the lady next door like colors her. She like but that colors might not two be... dark circles around her eyes with eyeliner, yeah. and then puts like. She just looks like a really weird makeup geisha. Well, she has bad taste, but that might not directly be (laughs) connected to the drugs that she's used because um, uh, because of this. So basically, I lived I was an undergraduate student Mm -hmm. from like 2012 to 2015, October 2015 is when I graduated 2012 high school. Yeah, me too. That's no surprise. Nice. Then again, it is a little bit of a surprise. Because you you seem like you're kind of starting off your uh, undergraduate what? stuff. I went to San Jose State. You did? Okay, yeah, that's I did. why it's an, okay. Then, then I messed up. Uh, then I went to community college. How did you mess up? Criminal? I never insane? went to class. Oh, you just didn't no, go to I was class. Insane on a different level. Criminal. <laughs> oh my god! Pop, too much pop and too much thinking about why is this uh, school kinda, like well, oligarchy? You... Why does the oligarchy? Why is this system the way it is? Wow. Why do I have to do homework? What is this institutionalized system I have to do? Here's one criticism I have of that train of thought. Mm. So I studied well, you math. We can't get shit done. Well, the, the, well, well, let me just finish. I studied math to start off, mm. and I went into engineering in the end, and I worked a couple of internships. It was very great, very fun. If I if I wasn't insane, I'd probably be a grad student. Mm-hmm. So uh, in in a STEM field. And one of the things I recognize now that I'm in community college and I'm around people who are kind of more soft science-y, um, I don't know if those are connected. Maybe I just should have hung out with more people like that undergraduate. But uh, it's that the basis for conversations, even if you are the most reductionist in those fields, it always includes the decisions of people. You mm-hmm. can never study a system just purely as a system. So you never really know what the system's properties are versus what one implementation of that system was. Let's look at communism, right? Mm -hmm. Or even capitalism. (laughs) If you say, here's the idea, whateverism. Well, how do you know? (laughs) How do you know what its real properties are? All you really know is in these instances where people try to implement it, this is what happened. It's all hypothesis. But you, well, yeah, that's the and thing. Controlled experiments. The real thing that, well, you're going a little far here, but okay. what what I think you would need to do is is have like literally thousands of examples, and then say what do all of them have in common before you could even know what the real properties of that system are. 
And when you say things like, why are we in an oligarchy? Right? <laughs> right? To yeah. me, there's so many. <laughs> when I think of it from the structural perspective rather than that of political science or whatever the fuck, you know, wherever you learn these definitions. <laughs> um, the first thing I think of, like I was doing this thought experiment with a friend of mine, um, an autistic dude. He's the rawest guy I've met so far at Tianza. But um, we were saying, okay, let's say you had a democracy or you called it a democracy, right? If only 10% of the people vote, is that a democracy? Well, I think most people would say no. Right. Even if they have the option, if only 10 do, a lot of people might say, no, that's whatever our key. Well, what if it's the reverse? What if 90% or let me say it like this. What if only 90% of the people vote? Then is it a democracy? And a lot of people might say, yeah, okay. But you see what I'm getting at. How do we get it? Where's the tipping point where it really is or it really isn't? And, and these blurs don't exist in the technical disciplines because as soon as we find them, we redefine whatever we're talking about. But as soon as you're talking, I, I feel like one of the reasons why it's kind of blurry is because this doesn't happen when you're talking about people because now you have the whole, well, this person just felt the reason why it sucks is because of this person. Well, It's like it's easy for it to turn into a blame game and spiral out of control to the point where nobody even knows what the fuck the other person's talking about because... There's no common reference point that's well-defined. So, uh, anyhow, I don't know how we get on the subject matter, but anyhow, I'm criminally insane, blah, 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 da, 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 da. I have a lot of, I have a lot of spare time. Um, it's really easy to do the stuff I have to do. I go to therapy, so, I do this, I get enough fucking points. And then okay. all of the rest of my time, to kind of almost bring it back full circle, mm-hmm. is spent doing creative activities such as Recording conversations like this, cool. doing, I don't know if I've shared Chef of X Comics with you. Oh, the Instagram? Oh, yeah, I did share it with the you. Taste. I remember showing you something. You showed me taste. So, yeah, so that's one, but I post two a week, and I've been doing that since, like, late December. How many followers do you have? Not enough. Too much. Too many, actually. Oh, really? I, I have, like, 300. Oh, that's actually a really good substantial amount. It's, Honestly, well, you know people- what I... People only celebrate 1 million followers when, honestly, 300 followers. 300 is pretty cool because my likes are in the range of 10. So it's like I'm still, my core, like my family and friends are still at 10. So um, it's cool that other people do. But you see, the thing about Instagram that makes it cool is also the thing that makes it suck, which is that people get to categorize their own pictures. So for me, one thing that happened was I had this, uh, I had a comic where I was just, okay, so here's another cool thing. I started Chef of X Comics Mm -hmm. before I went insane. So I can look, when I got out of jail and I understood what bipolar disorder was, blah, 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 blah. Then I was like, I looked at my old comics and they were like spot on. I was, I was drafting my symptoms, but I didn't have the mental health education to understand what I was doing. So like one of them, uh, I remember when I first went to a psychiatrist and she was like, were you missing any sleep? You don't seem like a real schizophrenic, but you had psychotic experiences. You're probably bipolar. But a, a key sign is you're missing sleep. And I was like, no, I was sleeping fine. The truth was I was dreaming, but I dream when I sleep shallow. And when I looked at the comics, I literally had a comic called Insomnia. So I was aware at the moment. But then when I think back, 
it doesn't show up as anything abnormal in my memory. So anyhow, you know, your mind plays tricks on you. But that's one of the... Anyhow, I said all that to say, one of the old comics, while I was going insane in Alabama as an electrical engineering major who was an undergraduate researcher making comics on the side, I made one that involved the three-dimensional... The three axes, right? Mm -hmm. The coordinate plane with three dimensions. And I posted it with the hashtag coordinate and a bunch of plane guys followed me. <laughs> so it's that those are the types of followers that I have. They're family members, and then it's like I do random stuff here and there, and people from that community like that one, so then they follow me. Right. Uh, I mean, uh, what's really like what fulfills me is if I get artists following me or PhD students, and that happens every once in a while. That's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool because, you know, shout out, I'm, I'm like a wannabe PhD student in community college. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about community college. There was a kid that got arrested today. No surprise to me. Been he there. He got arrested for, I think he had like some, they said that he had alcohol with ecstasy in it. Anyways, no the police, the police were watching him. Yeah. And they came up to him and tried to talk to him. At least, well, tried to. Well, was he a you know, kid? I don't think they were just trying to talk to him. Usually, police people, they're not, they're quite provocateurs. And <laughs> he tried to run away. The kid tried to run away in the Wait, L-quad. was it a white kid or? He was black. He was, black. He was a black kid. Okay, okay, okay. And so that's an important detail when it comes to police. Did, you know, they, uh, they arrested him and then they took him to the hospital. Yeah. That might actually be standard procedure, though. It. Definitely is, except, like, the kid was screaming, like, I'm just a student on campus. I'm sure if he was, I'm sure he's been, like, I think that the only reason why he, like, acted out that way was because the cops came up to him. I, a cop came up to me, like, yesterday. It's why? scary. Well, because um, Brandon had um, driven, he did, like, an illegal move. He was trying to, like, get, we were trying to go eat Sonic, and, like, <laughs> he had a he had to make, like, a right turn onto the 101. Yeah. And there was no other way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't want to get on the 101, but there was, that's where the direction of the road was going. Yeah. And so he wanted to, he made an illegal move right in front of a cop. Yeah. Right behind him. So the cop cop was a canine unit. But at the end of the day, the cop was really nice. That was one of the few cops. And that was in Salinas. You know, he has, he's got better things to do than like give silly kids a ticket, you know. Yeah. Have you ever lived in Salinas? No. I've never lived in Salinas, but I was visiting a friend there. But basically, I just think that, I don't think that, like, before, I've had instances with campus police, like, at work. Yeah. My friend was working, and someone was harassing her, and, like, stealing the locks and stuff. Wow. And she called campus police, and the campus police was like, sorry, we can't help you. (laughs) And then they directed her to Foothill Police. And then the Foothill Police took 10 minutes, and then they were like, we can help you, let's send you to the actual police. Like... Somebody was messing with the locks? Like, of the gate where we work at. We work in a garden. And this guy was stole a lock and, like, was like, ha, look at me. Like, I have a lock and you can't reach me. (laughs) And she was just trying to work. What was his motive? He was just being an ass. Good for him. But the cops don't don't do anything about that, though. They'll do something about about a colored kid. Yeah. Who's drunk. Which, I mean, I brought weed on campus when it was not recreational. I totally smoked. Like... You know, they probably were targeting him. They were watching him, you know? And that's not cool. I hate Danza. There, there's a podcast. Well, I really it, don't like my school anymore. 
Really? You, I don't like my oh community my, college. Yeah. I think that you're being a little pessimistic. I am, but because that's think my about, experience. Think about some of these cases. I'm going to say something that, you know, will get the black community in a rage. <laughs> aren't, there, aren't there some instances where cops' moves are the right moves? Like, first of all, do you want a world with policing, I guess, is the like farthest question you can ask to just see how far people think the whole cop controversies uh, are, are unjust. The first thing is, should policing even exist? I cert- for right now I think yes, and I just that's probably just because I haven't heard that many arguments against it. But given that you do, then the only discussion is whether or not the cop made the right move. And in the case of a guy who's doing something illegal, right? He that has is some alcohol on campus. Like who doesn't? <laughs> well, the thing is, who juice? doesn't isn't the best way of. They, and they said they think it was. They think. They had. They didn't have a clue. They didn't have a clue. They didn't actually know what it was, but they still went up to him. And because he tried to run away, that's when the cops arrested him. Yeah, and that and and that's and the second thing. The see, second yeah. thing is, if you do want policing, there you have to, as a citizen, decide that there are better and worse ways of dealing with the cops. And a worse way in most situations is running. Yeah. Um, How it's. I just think that it could have better management. You know, it could actually. How so? Like, let's replay it in a perfect scenario. I'm not in, I'm not in the, I don't know much about civil law, you know, (laughs) but it would be great if cops actually, you know, a lot of the laws sometimes, they don't either reflect whether, they don't protect the good people and they don't protect the bad people. But that's the thing. The law might be slightly different from the cops' actions, right? I, Mm. I don't know if the cops write them. I'm pretty sure they don't write the laws. Um... Or even they might not even be able to choose how they they're allowed to enforce the law. Once it is, you know, it's basically there's a separation of powers there. But you're only in your experience, you're only seeing the police officers. So they might be um, getting blamed for something that's outside of their control. Maybe, perhaps. And it doesn't mean there aren't uh, cops who have bad attitudes, bad yeah. cops, or like malicious, co- like cops that specifically yeah. are trying to fuck with you. And yeah, I know. I met th- one. They yeah, exist. I met one. Right? But the problem is they exist amongst good cops and they're all getting branched. Like what you should want is cop allies that are like, okay, these guys are doing it the way we like. It's not the policing that's wrong. If you, if you want policing, I, I guess I never gave you a chance to answer that. Should we have policing? As long as it just can't be taken advantage of and abused, but it, it is. And so mm, that's just a bigger problem to our it's it's an integrated part of our capitalist society, and that's like just something that you know. I would much rather prefer a cop that's happy with marijuana. Yeah, you know, someone who's okay with that. Someone who, um, you know, maybe against the law for them, but um, a lot of cops turn a blind eye to a lot of things. Yeah, I mean, I saw a cop go into fucking that. There's a restaurant down the street called Nick's. It's never open. It's yeah. only open on Tuesdays for two hours. It's a pizza place. And <laughs> I've only seen, like, two guys in there in yeah. the back. And I'm pretty sure that's not a real pizza place. I'm pretty sure that's how it is. <laughs> so I'm sort of, like, money laundering or some sort of, like, yeah. prostitute thing. And I saw a cop go in there yeah. when it wasn't even open. You know, like, yeah. they can decide what they want to turn a blind eye to. And sometimes they turn a blind eye to the really bad things. And they don't do anything about that. 
But shouldn't there be systems in place such that when they do that, they just get removed? Right. Like, I think it's something we should just take into account by building a better system. I think it's... Rather than getting angry at kind of the human nature. Something I learned about being in student government is that even if those laws are still in place, it's up to the person on in the top to really decide if they want to enforce that part of the code. Right. Because right. Um, that's true. That's something I've been learning in that even if you write a beautiful law, it all depends on if that person's going to enforce it or not. Even if that's the law, like that's the code. That's what you're. That's what this whole thing is all about. It comes down to the person that's running it. And the person that's running it is like really shitty. Then it's just going to be a really shitty uh, company that you're joining or a really shitty institution that you're part of. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm learning because I'm like in the student government stuff and I'm learning that a lot of the codes aren't even being enforced or, you know, and I'm trying to enforce them and I'm getting more opposition actually for enforcing the codes. And so what? Fuck it. That's what it's like to be a leader, right? What's an example of this code that Um, you're trying to go against? Because I have some stories of my own uh, about trying to go against the grain i mean it's just it's just really it just comes down to even little simple small stuff people will get annoyed about like let's say the code says that i can only have five interns yeah right so i present that to my committee because that's what the code says and all the, co- the committee people are going why is there a limit on interns when was this happening how is this happening it's like read the code please you've been in this committee for over a year now you know? Yeah. And they're like, what? And then this other person comes in and says, that's not the right code. You got the wrong code. We updated the code a long time ago. And I was like, so where is the code? And no response. I don't know where this new code is. So I don't really know what the fuck is going on with my committee because it's, it's the committee wants to not enforce that, but I want to enforce, I want to make sure the committee reflects the code. How many people, how many interns do they want? No limit. I know, but this year specifically. Um, do they have any number in mind? Yeah, five. You mean they do or you yeah, mean the code? They do. So they no are limit. against five. No, they, they, they want no limit, but the, is there like more than five that have applied? Uh, Yeah, in the previous term. But in this term, no. This term, well, hasn't really gotten started because I haven't really been able to really get the committee established due to... Due to really, due to bitches. That's all I can say. And so, that's, I don't have any other way of explaining how much my, how much I feel of towards them. And uh, but, I've, I've been doing, it's kind of maybe could be wrong for me to call them bitches, but this is how I feel. Yeah. And, well, for the, for these purposes, it's actually better that you, you're yeah. angry about something. Yeah. But um, it's, it seems that doesn't the chance Mm -hmm. that people are going to run the committee in the wrong way and not achieve the goals that you've set doesn't that scare you a little bit more than just needing to deal with some annoying people it does so so because you're you have to deal with annoying people as the leader of these annoying people so there's well i think that's better because as, as much as you have to take the blame for things you also have some powers right you must have some extra um, weight in your voice uh, when it comes to the meetings, right? 
You do you yeah. enjoy that? Um, I try to enjoy it. Do you ever use your power to address these annoying people? I did. Um, I went and had a conversation with them. Uh, I said, pulled her, pulled the girl aside, and said, "Hey, I respect you. You are my mentor. You know." Um, and I was like, "What are your goals for the committee?" Uh, I told her what I see for the committee and what I want for the committee. What do you want? I was like, are you upset about anything I've said so far? And this was, this was just like, you know, um, off the record kind of a meeting. Yeah. Um, and I was hoping the next day during the meeting, um, I would get that chance to talk about my goals and talk and talk about what everyone's goals are. But that never happened because she had, it sort of, that meeting was counterproductive. It sort of, I guess it triggered her to do the opposite thing and kind of go against me and be in cahoots with, like, the old chair to, like, sabotage my meeting again. And How exactly is she taking these meetings over? What can um, she... So, the, they, yeah. you, I'm guessing you started, okay, welcome to the meeting. Then what happens to the, such that she's the one running it without your ability to stop this while it's... Going? While the train is running off the tracks? Well, um... As chair, I'm supposed to facilitate the meeting, and I'm supposed to take in everyone's, you know, uh, voice, you know, if I recognize them. And yeah. this is my first meeting, and I want to make sure I'm on the right foot, you know, with everyone. Yeah. Stepping on the right foot. And so I'm, you know, I, anyways, I'm, I'm going down the agenda item, right? So the first agenda item was to um, vote in the vice president which was this girl that was in cahoots with, you know, to go against me. And she got voted in as vice president, you know. And um, and then right after that, she, as a person, you know, as a, a person in the committee, she has the right to object anything I, any anything to go forward with the next agenda item. Uh, so yeah. before I could go forward to vote in the interns to come in, to yeah. establish them or establish anything about what environmental sustainability is or any of those items, reviewing the code, reviewing the ecofund code. She objected the the, the forward movement of, of me going to proceeding with the with right, the right. agenda items. And she moved she asked to move the last item, which was this thing about the eco pass. Right. To the next item. Okay. And by doing that, um, it got seconded which means someone else approved it right and then from there i can't you know i gotcha. i chair i can't so at the no. end of the day it's yeah. it's this it functions as a majority vote through exactly. the, this moving and seconding exactly. process exactly yeah but, so yeah. so as long as she gets people to second it then can go. it can she can function as if she's yeah. and you can't veto this motion i can at least stop it for about i can i can say hey guys we have like about 20 minutes more left here we go. But it was such an important project and such an important topic that was really urgent. I decided we should at least go through and work out everything we need to work out so that we don't have to do this again. And it ended up taking the entire time. And that was probably my mistake was for letting it go on. Well, but, it, it but you also, you're also acknowledging that she made a good move because exactly. it was time sensitive. You know? And I was making sure even, th- even though when this was happening, I was making sure everyone's voice was being heard. But in that, in that, process of making sure everyone's voices get heard um one person the old chair came in and just took over the you know took over the meeting so in in getting her voice heard she was able to 
really milk, milk it all, you know, milk all, oh, I can totally talk more and more and more and more and keep going and keep going, you know? And as chair, I don't have to recognize her. I can just say, hey, shut up, sit down, you know? Yeah. But because this was my first meeting and I really wanted it to be something that everyone could be a part of, it, I just kind of lost control of it. And I mean, I thought I had control, but I came in, I underestimated my, the, the people that came to me. I, I hoped that they were good people. They well, they're not class. bad people. <laughs> oh, I think, the, I think the only thing that happened was that they had a little, you know, get together mm. and they decided that something that actually was urgent should be I would, on the list I would, with a I sense would of urgency. I would think that would be different because they had talked, you know, they had done a couple other things that were just really, really sneaky. That were really, really getting in the way of me being chair as well. Um, like things like planning out projects without telling me that they're doing your project and then saying, um, like for example, I had one to the campaign, right? Yeah. Uh, for the chair position. And my opponent, who's my VP, she still decided, even though she lost, that she would do an event over my, over my term. Yeah. Without telling me. And I found out last minute she was doing this event. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna be chair, and I'm gonna step up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be friends with her, and I'm gonna make that. I'm gonna say, hey, I'm gonna help you with this event, even though you're doing it over my first two weeks when I'm a new chair. Yeah. You want to do this event, and I don't know shit about the committee yet. I'll still help you. So I did that, and once that was over on 420, 421 was the first, the next day of the first official meeting where she objected it and just like took it over, basically like it got taken over. You know, and then we had this new other new project and I wasn't even able to like establish myself and talk really about what's going on. But I just want to like, I, I just don't, I just don't know if she, if I resign, she takes it over and she doesn't know shit about environmental anything. She doesn't know any, anything about the acts, none of the acts, none of the legislations. She knows nothing about what the whole system where does your recycling actually go you know stuff like that and um i'm gonna resign tomorrow that that would be the day wait 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 so here's another course of action Mm -hmm. you could stay the chair let the whatever whatever name the vice president or whatever yeah let her run the meeting but just do your education stuff on the side just do it like solo. Just put together powerpoints, write papers. I did put a get. I did put together a powerpoint, mm. and it didn't even. Well, who are you? I mean, are you interested? You're interested in educating the committee about the about, environment or yeah. the De Anza student body. The committee specifically, so a small group of people. Because Why? if I was doing, the, if I was doing the De Anza body, um, I was a TA in the ES department for two years, and so that was like me trying to reach out. Yeah. to students but even then i had trouble doing that because of you know, bureaucracy and what about going online going online <laughs> you doing environmentalism online is kind of like <laughs> contradictory really you can at least you can share information but in terms of practicing it talked about the system right yeah we yeah, talked about we talked about all these <laughs> yeah. examples what well, it's, it's a paper, right? <laughs> is that like a weak for, argument? For sharing education, for sharing information, yeah, it's good. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. Like, good. 
If yeah. you wanted to teach people about all these systems that nobody understands. Well, the information's all already on there in the internet. You know, I Or just put a set of links up. That's true, but I can't even get the chance to even share that. You're not even on the official page. Uh, what? <laughs> the, oh, yeah, because I, I haven't been able to update it. Or, you know, I haven't yeah, really been I w- able to <laughs> go through with my committee. <laughs> it's just kind of been, like, stopped. Um, you're, <laughs> you're a hard person to find online. Because, like, I remember you saying something about the EcoPass. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, there was supposed to be some kind of a grand thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that's what I was asking about earlier. Yeah. And I asked someone else who's apparently affiliated with the meeting, mm-hmm. and um, she was giving me very vague oh, answers who, who as well. Oh, uh, Cece. Oh, Cece? Yeah. That's my homegirl. <laughs> I was talking to her earlier today about the same thing we're talking about right now. Oh, well. She was trying to get me to calm down. and like She was actually trying to get me to be chair again. Yeah, Actually, everyone is trying to, but she. I told her about how my mental health is doing, and she was like, yeah, you should work on yourself. You should just take care of yourself first. Yeah, but I feel I like it's not that bad. Like... I don't know. Okay, so let me say this, all right? I think it's... I think it's- <laughs> uh, the reason... the Part of the reason why I went criminally insane was because I was working on several projects at the same time. And um, the one that, the straw that broke the camel's back was uh, this robotics team. I was an electrical engineering student, and I wanted to, uh, I was at a college in the middle of Alabama. And yeah, you, yeah. they were behind the times, to put it lightly. Um, their student, they weren't training students to apply principles um, in their own projects. They were just training them to, like, work at, you know, Corporation X, mm-hmm. and it, which is fine, but the problem is, well, there are a couple of problems, but one of the fundamental problems from an educational standpoint is that they really were suffering academically and they didn't even know it because... That's how I feel about because, the environmental movement Well, the, the standard was just really low and they yeah, had same, never been same, exposed to same. high standards before. There you go. There, and there. I felt that going to college is one of the times where you should be exposed. Right. And right, people exactly. weren't. Yeah, people people weren't. And on another note, uh, I'm going to get racial for a moment, but it's very mildly racial. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll say that so no one's uncomfortable. But it was a it was a black college, and um, just to give it to some perspective, I had many arguments while I was in high school with my fellow black intellectuals about the uselessness of black colleges. Uh, but I went to one anyway because I thought, well, what if I'm wrong? And I'm going to be studying math anyway, so what? they can't possibly mess that up. You know, you can just do it by yourself. <laughs> you know, it would be different if I was studying environmental something where they could just get the wrong facts or they haven't, they haven't double-checked. So anyhow, uh, one of the problems that I saw that really drove me to push myself to the limit on, on this robotics team was that, it, like, the appeal of the school had nothing to do with its academics. The real appeal for the school was that for a lot of people, for a lot of uh, black people, when they go to college, they feel like this weird imposter syndrome, which apparently can affect your performance. Imposter syndrome? Imposter! Yeah, you feel, and it's, I, I think that's the word they use for graduate school, but I mean, it, it applies to, you know, every level. Where if you're like in a chemistry class and you're struggling and you think, I'm the only black one in the class, you know, <laughs> then maybe that might affect, like, the way you see yourself 
amongst the other students might affect your performance. And apparently there have been some studies to show this. I've never read them, so I can't confirm or deny if that's real. But that's it the appeal. Sense. It makes sense. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah, it's just your morale. Yeah, it's... It, it, can, can take it that little bit, like, less... Yeah. Than, you know, less than good, so... And, the, well, in general, the stereotype for uh, black people, I don't know if this is true for Hispanics, um, but it's that you're you're dumb already. Like, no matter how smart you are, you're going to be dumb. You're going to be the dumbest one in the room. Like, there's nothing you can do about that's that. Definitely that's definitely not really true. Dumb. It's so not true, but that's the stereotype. That's the stereotype. Yeah, that's, just, that's the... It's more inferior. There's more. Yeah, let your, uh, you know, you know, it's like a voice. It <laughs> like it comes with the skin. Like when you're born, that's what comes with it. So in this society, um, so the appeal is that. And so then, how does what does this have to do with the standards? Well, if you follow it all the way through, that means that you could lower the standards through the the, the ground, and people will still be signing up. Like you know, roaches going to the last piece of meat or whatever. So, so to me, as an African-American seeing this, it, at the school, I felt just a tremendous obligation to, to try to contribute because most people, they're just like, uh, in fact, I was doing undergraduate research with this Indian dude, my professor. That's really good. Yeah. And he was That's like, really he was high. like, what are you doing? Like, just graduate and leave. Why, why are you worried about the problems here? You should just go and live your life. You like you can make a lot of money. I was I was uh, studying semiconductor devices, which are kind of old, I guess. But the, you know, as long as computers are going to be around, you, you're going to need people in, in that area. I was working in a clean room, the whole shebang, bunny suit. <coughs> but but I kept telling him I have to finish this robotics thing, right? Because it's for the students, right? I I I saw myself as like you know some small savior in a small because. Like, really, if there's a robotics team there versus not being having one there in 2015, first of all, 2015 is too late, but still, it's a worthwhile mm-hmm. thing to do. To start it up. Because it yeah. gets you thinking in terms of inputs and outputs. It gets you thinking in terms of creative projects, not just math for math's sake, but also uh, engineering can be an expressive discipline. It can be almost artistic, but uh, you can't develop that mindset without putting in the hours and seeing for yourself that it really is something that you're capable of and uh, and something that you actually look forward to rather than something oh, I'm scared you know people are people are fucking terrified of math you know what i mean there's one thing where you just like yeah it's not my cup of tea like history is not my cup of tea right it's cool it's cool but i don't look forward to reading history for whatever reason but I'm not mortified of history. I know if I needed to do it, I could do it. Well, same thing for math. That's not the case. Here's the mass of the plane. This is the way the wind is blowing, blah, 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 blah. You're going to have to calculate the correct trajectory within three degrees. I mean, three, uh, what is it called? Three decimal places. And it better be precise, bitch. Most people are going to shit themselves. Right? So, um, the, I think I the... I definitely shit myself. <laughs> Well, here's the problem. When your top engineering students are shitting themselves. <laughs> yeah. Because what they would do at Ruskegee is that they would say, here is our, like, you know, I think they do this at SJ State. They have pictures. They'll, like, profile somebody for, like, a month or whatever, right? And uh, I'm over here doing side projects. I'm getting good grades, whatever. But I know I'm never going to be on one of these profiles. Why? Because I don't fit the bill. I don't fit the culture. I'm not, you know, you don't have to be from the South, but you have to kind of buy into this whole, 
okay, suit and tie every day, see you at church, you know? Mm. It's like, I'm never going to be, like, matter, the first day I was there, the police stopped me for longboarding. They're like, what the hell are you doing in the gym? I said, listen, I'm not from around here. I'm just trying to go to class or whatever. For longboarding? Yeah, because I t- this, here's what they said. You're not supposed to be longboarding on the in the streets. So I was like, okay, so I have to longboard on the sidewalk, but then I might hit people. I'm going a little fast. And I said, is any of this written down? I, I said, I'm new, so can I just get the whole manual? Like, don't you guys have some kind of a basic book, the the laws of this land? So I don't have to. I don't. I don't, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble, right? And he said he was like he just gave me a sideways look. And I realized, oh, no one's ever asked him this before. Yeah, yeah. There's ne- like, there's never. He, they probably didn't even think to write a book like that, <laughs> and they probably like didn't think through the implications of me skateboarding on the sidewalk. But as soon as I explained it, it's the first time it had ever entered his mind. Mm-hmm. And he, the You're next day, like, what a smartass. Well, well, but I'm out of college. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm at a university. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> so, that's how. That's how but that's the problem is that the standard really, you know, it was kind of out of whack and blah 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 blah. But the point is, look. Well, even if you're in a, Alabama and you come here to the Bay Area, the standards are still low. Well, maybe not it depends for AI, on what you're looking maybe at. not for robotics, but in terms of environmentalism. It's not here. I don't know. I don't know. It I don't know. Like, well, here's like, the thing. Here's it, looks, like it's here. it looks, it looks like, like it's here. Really, they're really good at making it look like it. Trust mm-hmm. me. I don't I, know what to look yeah. for. Yeah. Well, you look at the little, the little colorful paint, the things that are painted on the on the corners it and says, the streets. Help, help the earth. Help save water. It's like they're painted. <laughs> like, like every single one of them is painted. They, they all, they all say yeah. like save but, like, water, really, or plant like, natives, or like yeah. some kind of environmental. But then, message. like really, like yeah. right behind, local, right behind whatever, it, you know. in like the mountain, there's like a cement plant just taking all the fucking water and d- dumping like chromium and like yeah. fucking mercury into the water, just like save the earth. And it's like this cement plant right around the corner that's just like taking all the water. <laughs> The way I see that, or the way I think about it, which might not be the truth, it could be wishful thinking, is that standards are bad before they're good. So you're going to see a middle ground, and that might be where we find ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Where in the past, what, mm-hmm. like let's talk about the cement plant that didn't, you know, pop up in the last year. Well, maybe it did. It popped up. It's been going. This fight has been going on for thirty, forty. Years. Okay, so no, that's no, closer no. to nineteen. Nineteen forties. Yeah, the well, that plant was built in 1940. Yeah, and people have been fighting it. The owners, the previous owners around the area, mm-hmm. have been fighting them and telling them that they need to get the fuck off. And Sierra Club was even like, "Hey, you need to pay this money. You've been putting this much damage to the environment, and they still haven't paid their dues. They still haven't done anything." They're well, that's what I mean. Is that back then when the people started fighting, it was like nobody even cared. That's true. <laughs> so this is the beginning of the age. Well, maybe it's the when middle people where people Ooh. care, but we still have to undo everything that's been done. And in the meantime, you're going to have this kind of crackly system where some of the stuff is cleaned up. Cynthia calls it the transformative period. The transformative period, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you, call, you called it late capitalism. Well, I mean, the transformative period. She means by, by like the you. It's here now. You want it to be here, but you can't act like you're here. You have to act like you're here Somewhere in the middle. In the middle. You, yeah. yeah, because that's you the practical like, thing to oh, do. Otherwise, you look like a fucking crazy person. And, and it is, and it's ineffective, really. It, yeah. What you should want is to be the most effective at any given point in time. And you, you, you know, you're born into the society. That's not. You don't really have a choice what time period you're born in. Look yeah. at Da Vinci, right? <laughs> Imagine sure. if he was here now, he might oh, be God. like 
uh, he might run a software company. <laughs> but back in the day, he was just, he was I don't know himself. too much about his he life, just... but it seemed like he was by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, so. In his own head, like he's creating shit. Is, well, yeah. he had a beautiful, you know, he had a nice creative space. He had a nice home. He had a nice backyard where he can have that creative thought and creative genius mm-hmm. about him, you know. And here we live in San Jose and I don't even, I can't, I don't have a backyard and I feel like I'm losing that creative. Yeah, but opportunity. Th- so I've lived in the I was living in the country back then, mm-hmm. and I feel that uh, cities are they do have their own kind of inspirational. Energy. They do because you have more people to talk to, more people That's to true. talk to, and that yeah. does that definitely lends it. But I think where she's coming from, like right now, is that like we want to do like actual like, practical practice on the land or something, yeah. and then maybe come back to a city and talk about it. But like you know what I mean? Yeah, is that yeah. kind of like. Yeah. yeah, but starting off as an environmentalist in the city kind of feels like... We haven't got our practice yet. We can't. You know, we as yeah. much as we try, we get stopped. As Go much out as to, we, like, Kansas or something. Nice. Kansas has a school of agriculture, but uh, I don't want to be stuck in Kansas. Why? Isn't that the perfect, uh, you know, environmentalist? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think that they're progressive. Kansas is full of GMO cornfields, so... <laughs> GMOs. Yeah. I've heard of, some arguments yeah. for pro-GMO that I want to hear them debunked. Okay. We, just had, we, yeah. we just had a debate yeah. the other day in our living they're all, room. They're all debunkable. Okay, so one of, them, one, of one of them is that, uh, that for some reason is appealing to me, is that when you do regular um, breeding, like regular selective breeding, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you're you're mixing a large amount of genes at the same time, and you don't but know you're what's only, you're really you're mixing more, You're mixing yeah. genes between the same species. And that's right. creating more diversity. And that's okay. And you can create your that's, own heirlooms. It's normal. It's natural. It happens every day. Yeah. Right. That's how corn, yeah. That's how it went from grass From to a corn. little grass went to a big fat thing. Yeah. Right? And but it, then, but it took 5,000 years. Right. Of so, that selective breeding. And selective right. breeding happens every single time due to cross-pollination. So right. you don't you don't even know, you know? The bees, mm-hmm. are, the bees are the ones really doing so it. So why aren't the bees just as evil as Monsanto? Because mm-hmm. Monsanto does it in a completely different way. They, they kill have, the bees. They, they have kill multiple, the bees. Well, they don't. They don't do it on purpose. But they don't, Monsanto's well, killing I mean, if bees. If you're spraying on purpose, then there's that's well, there's a purpose. lot of reasons that the bees are there's unknown reason that the, the bees are dying. It's not direct like killing of bees. Like there's not like bees are bees Bad. are pests. Let's no, get a bee pesticide. No, that's not but what there's it's a about. but pesticides in general <laughs> because. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of Monsanto, <laughs> speaking of Monsanto. So, you know how I said the school was designed to ship people off to Corporation X? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, these corporations weren't necessarily... They didn't necessarily have the best reputation. And, yeah. and keep in mind, the appeal of this place is, oh, I won't have to be the only black one, right? <laughs> so, people come for this feeling of comfort and then in some... I don't know if it's really evil. Maybe it's just economics. Maybe it's something else. Economics is evil. <laughs> But it, for one reason or another, people end up getting shipped off to places like Monsanto, mm-hmm. and they didn't know they'd been kind of duped, and they weren't aware no, of what true. exactly what was at play. But they were intentional. That's the thing no, is that true. they'll they advertise it like that, like oh you're gonna get a good job if you come to. Really that's the one thing I do like and- about Monsanto. <laughs> they give good jobs. You yeah, know, they give true. high paying jobs to people. Yeah, that's well, high, good. Well, high but that's pay the only good thing so... they do. Okay. Yeah. Gotta, no. But no, that's, you know what that's else, the is, you know what else is a high-paying job? Petroleum <laughs> yeah, engineers. Yeah, that too. Petroleum engineers are high-paying jobs. I worked on an oil field. Oh yeah, you were talking about you were talking. Yeah, about yeah. That. Some of my uh, and I would have this conversation with some people 
we're actually pretty proud of it. Like I knew a guy who's, well, I guess it's no surprise that he was proud of it. But uh, both of his parents, he was like from Texas, and both of his parents were professors in petroleum engineering. And mm, they ran this joint corporation. Well, he's just breeding, <laughs> so, breeding petroleum. So he was like, yeah, there's nothing wrong with petroleum money. What? What, you got something to say about petroleum money? But then there were other people who were really morally um, kind of trapped because they were like, I wanted to go into environmental sustainability and I ended up here. <laughs> but now they're offering me like more and more money to come back and I got to pay for my sisters That's, this. I got to pay no, for my cousin. True. So it's like, damn, you guys really got snaked. No, it's yeah. the environmentalists. <laughs> That's they, economics. No, they, they That's go the in. Of economics. No, you need environmentalists for your whatever company you're doing because you need to have an EPA. So you need to have an environmental an EPA. Sorry, EPA, you have environmental impact report. Sorry, not an EPA. Environmental impact report. And you need an, a trained degree, PhD, master's, whatever, BA, bachelor, uh, student, a person to create that um, report. report for you. Yeah. So that's why you need to hire environmentalists. No matter what com- company you are, fucking Trump needs a fucking environmental impact report no, for his wall do you, do you know what mm. hap- do you know what, ha- do you know what happened recently what you got rid of like nine oh, nine of the 18 oh. no other no and then there's another thing oh. he got rid of nine of the 18 board members of the epa and, and the these board members are scientists real scientists. <laughs> real scientists real scientists so they're unbiased scientists they're academic scientists they they, they don't really they're not environmentalists and they're not you know well, just, science, they're not do, corporate people. They're science scientists. is just another opinion. It's just, yeah, it's just flat. It's, it's pretty I'm just joking. Unbiased. I was joking. Well, yeah, you I didn't catch that. No, uh, it, is, it is an opinion. I believe guy. it is an opinion. It's okay, okay. No, of, then I was joking. It's a certain you way of looking at it. Okay. It's a mindset you have it to is. have when you embody. You embody. Because science isn't always true. Well, it's the not. thing that's. It's the, not math. The real thing about. That's an interesting There's a thing called weed science. Is that a science, really? Okay, so just because they add science to it doesn't mean it's around. Exactly. So. Scientific method is, is, is all right, but it's limited. It is limited. That is a hundred, I agree with you 100%. I think that, that when when people, and this is the problem with, in a way, people not studying science, it's that people seem to be integrated in everything. But when you study science, you realize, no, they're just systems, that, or the environment, or nature. You realize, no, they're systems that have nothing to do with people, and that's okay. It's okay to talk about things, removing the, the, the personal aspect of it. But when people, when you talk about science, for instance, which is an idea more than anything else, um, mm. the the part of it that is confusing is they say, "Well, that guy is saying this, so that means it's his opinion." Blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever the fuck is the counter argument for science. But the problem is, the real ideas don't rest on the person. The ideas rest on other things. And if people were aware of the scientific method, they know. Well, if he's making this claim, where's his evidence? If he really is a scientist, it must be supported by evidence. And what is the evidence? It's not a person. It's either an experiment or an observation. Mm-hmm. So that's what we should be discussing. But those, the experiments those are, are the observations. Experiments and observations can be, they can be finicked with. They can be fucked with. That's fucked true. true. That's the, what I've been learning. What's, what's interesting well. about science is that the better you are at implementing science, the less uh, dishonest it is. Yes, so if it's fucked with, true. that doesn't mean it's good science. That means it's bad, bad science. science. Yeah, that's true. Right? So science uh, is, is, is kind of like an asymptote that we're trying to reach um, with respect to like our but ideas. we'll never get there. Because we'll never get there, but, but we'll never get there. But what we that. can get is more precise than yesterday. And that's all you need. 
right? All you need is to be better off than you were yesterday. You just need to keep learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's besides, true. our technologies depend on science that's been, you know, older than your grandpa. Yeah. And they still work. Look at aqueducts. Aqueducts. <laughs> Speaking of not having enough water, right? That's something that, uh, it wasn't there like a drought in, I thought it was just in Southern California. Apparently it's up here too. Oh, there's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Drought, it's, it's drought worldwide. is climate. It's, it's regional. It's regional, yeah. It's pretty, it's, much, it's pretty much worldwide at this point. This point, yeah. I mean... If it's going mean, to yeah. rain a little bit more over here and less over here, but in the end, it's just going to be like less rain. Yeah. yeah. And the thing about aqueducts is that you just have to have water water recharge. And the, the rains that do happen will be in giant storms. Yeah, but then Rather like, than just nice little... You know, <laughs> yeah. it's raining, guys. <laughs> You know, I used to ride fixie bikes. I loved the rain back then. But now that I don't have one, I don't like the rain anymore. Because oh. you could skid oh. in the rain. Yeah. Hmm. You could do the... I, I rode those a few times, but they're hard. They're, they are hard. They're, they're weird. Hard. But they're, they're, they're addictive. You're used to it. Yeah. Because you have this momentum and it feels like you're holy. It feels like a weird chi. And you're just like... Because you can't stop. You Well, you can. It's just that... <laughs> down the hill you don't down want the to is, the, is the big thing the scary thing I realized uh, the moment I realized okay this is getting a little scary is when I used to see it in videos all the time but when you go toward a red light and instead of stopping you just go around the cars that are going perpendicular to you eventually you can get the rhythm of the street so you know when you can do it mm-hmm. and that's when you're in the red zone when you're, you know, when you're like wow I'm comfortable running red lights yeah, that's, I do that when I cycle. That's not good. What? It's not sustainable. That's the rule. <laughs> have you heard the rule of the roads? That bikeless cyclists don't have any rules. Like that's like like yeah. the new rage cyclist is like. That's not you new. Just, you just go. You're just like on the. You're in the middle. Oh, you're like, I just I just do it on a skateboard. I'll like go like like on on like red lights when all the cars are, are yeah. stopped and shit. If they're stopped, or like yeah. if it's in a city. In downtown LA, the, the cars wouldn't go very fast. Yeah. They would go like about the same speed as me. As anyways. a bike, yeah. Well, I was on a skateboard. Oh, really? So it, on a bike, wow. it would be faster. But on a skateboard, it was like, and there was like little shallow kind of downhills. Yeah. Like on the, and so I'd fucking just go. I'd be like passing up cars. Yeah. And shit, just a little bit. It's like very slowly passing them up. Are you from and that? That shit was fun. Yeah. What are you doing up here? I came up here to actually study environmental science at really? Pianza. And that's how I met him at my work, because I was working there. Mm-hmm. Where do you work? Him. I, w- I worked at the desk of the environment, of the department, for like a while. Oh, the department. That's yeah. not DASB. No. 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 DASB. So why did you even join DASB? So I, I could give, uh, because I didn't find the creative freedom I, I could have in the environmental science department i was having my i was too progressive for them wow were you wrong because now you're ready to resign I, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, it was I just was another it was just a, like a like another shot like just to try something else you know yeah. you know like another pa- another platform for me to try and talk about what i really you know what i couldn't do at the environmental science department i actually got in trouble for being progressive i got in way what trouble. did you do well, no exactly. i got i got in trouble we got in trouble but, but then i got, got associated i got yeah. i'm associated but basically, we were planting like this garden. Yeah, it was the butterfly garden, and no one goes in there. You know, it's it's kind of like we just figure, okay, well, we could just do this is our little space. You know, the the groundskeepers aren't going to come in here. They yeah. do what they do shit around it, and we figured, okay, well, here's some free boxes. We could just start to we could put we some start garden, in. and I bought like eighty dollars worth of plants. 
because yeah. I campaign when I while I campaign for my position, um, I was really smart. I I really like commend myself on this. I. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, yeah, yeah. So they give you like they give you no, it was my idea. Oh, okay. Well, you helped me, but they give you like a hundred dollars to campaign, <laughs> and yeah. I took that hundred dollars to buy plants so okay. that I could plant it into the garden. Yeah. Because the committee had set up this thing called an eco fund, where someone can like, it's a basically research grant. So we got a research grant to do a butterfly garden, and I helped build it, and I helped raise their only butterfly, their only <laughs> butterfly. Yeah. And I still don't get invited to be project manager. I still don't get invited to be. A you have partner. to be invited. I guess. I so. guess so. Yeah, they, they have and to like be like they have to ask you like, oh, we're starting this up again. Do you want to be a part of this? Exactly. And, That's I, what, I, and she just wasn't there when they asked her. Or no, or I was they, there. Was no, no, I was asked. there every day. I was there every day, mm-hmm. making sure I went up to the professor and said, "Hey, what do you need done? What do you need this?" And I guess I just took that for uh, for, uh, granted. for granted and. I, after raising one and seeing that I wasn't getting the credit I deserved from the professors, I just stopped and I left and everything died. And then I came back to the garden. No environment. <laughs> uh, we came back to the garden. That's all they do is just kill plants there, I swear to God. Yeah, they're, they're paid. You know, I used to, when I used to work there, when I was learning about environmentalism, they used to pay me to weed for them. So pull up a bunch of plants, which is against... This whole idea of climate change, you know, it's about locking in that carbon. And so as soon as you pull out weed, you pull out the weed, the carbon goes directly back into the air. <laughs> directly. Yeah. And they pay, they continue to pay students to do that. And Brandon and I... We wanted to like... I didn't say, know we that, to, but we, that to, we wanted to start saying like, hey, we can't, that's not okay. Yeah. We went and talked to Diana, the head of the thing, and she's like, I'm never going to stop weeding. She's like, it's not important for the natives, blah, blah, blah. Like, and she wouldn't even, like, hear us out, like... Really? She just... She just shut us down. And like, no, 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 no. It's because of, you know, we, it's for the... We have to protect the natives. Like, no, she, no, 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 that's not it. They, when they when they, when they they grow together, when you have a native and a non-native together, their roots sort of... They, they like to give each other a nice big hug. Yeah. And if you separate it, it's like, what the fuck, where'd my partner go? Even though they're not from the same area... Me and her, we're not from the same area. She's not a native to this land. I'm not a native to this land. You know, but yet we found each other, right? It's it's the bacteria in the roots. The bacteria in the roots is really what really creates an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. It's it's what you don't see. And they're pulling it up and they're pulling it up and they pull up every year. And it doesn't stop. Weeds keep growing. And they don't do anything to replace the weeds. They don't put seeds out. You know, it would be it would be okay if they pulled the weeds and planted it. Maybe. I'd be okay with that. Maybe. That's but even, they just, that's even they just completely, <laughs> if you if you rip off anything from, like, the ground, you you destroy that top layer of soil, you get rid of the bugs. Basically, the bugs are what also help your... And you expose the moisture. Yeah, and, like, microbiology of the soil is really, really important, and you're destroying that when you're weeding. And this woman can understand that, and she's been paying students, and she continues to pay students. Um, so here's a way that you could address it without dealing with any committees. You just explain to her. Well, if it's no, possible, we did. It's possible. It was possible. Wait, 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 wait. Explain to her this phenomenon, right? We, of the fact the top we, layer, we, the this, the that, the blah, 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 blah. She doesn't blah. really want to hear it. Did you guys use puppets yet? How desperate are you? Right? You got to do whatever it takes. It's Ask her, hey, you know, let's go out for coffee. <laughs> well, I mean, at the, let's end, have a chat. at the end of the conversation, she gave me. You like live jazz? Yeah. 
Okay, well, obviously that's not practical, but let, let's let's go on to um, not another subject, but just another perspective on the environment. So, the environment. <laughs> given where we're starting now, mm-hmm. what is the best way to move forward, and what is the end goal? Practical solutions. Is um, well, in my perspective, I think it's changing the way we manage land, really. Um, How so? Well, there's a lot of ways. There's this book called Holistic Management that Brandon seems to always read. Give me the summary. (laughs) (laughs) But it basically, the answer is just changing the mindset to carbon farming, herd grazing, Mm. mimicking. Grazing. It's basically mimicking. No, no, it's mimicking nature. (laughs) The whole point is to mimic nature and to increase water capture and just basically. Um, it's the restoration of land that's really important. A lot of the time, the rest, the restoration work here is very, very controversial. They'll plant one seed and they'll put a flag on it. So every single seed that you like, you'll see like a hundred oh, flags. Yeah. You, and it's you, like you, what's they have the to manufacture that? this metal piece of wire and a plastic little flag for it as yeah, well, to yeah. protect the environment. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, that is pretty weird. It's like backwards, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. They'll do things like they'll actually they'll continue to weed non-natives and say that natives are way more important. When like a lot of like one time they cut the fennel. Have you heard of fennel? No. To see, it's a very very he. It's a healing herb. One of the very many herbs you want in your garden, and, and anyone wants this. Just in the to garden. be clear, you can, you can by buy herb you mean foods. you mean herb, right? Herb, yes. <laughs> Herb. No, please keep saying herb. Herb. <laughs> and herb. And basically what they herb. do is they um they just chop it down. They cut it, they get rid of it and they But this is the grounds. Leaves. This is grounds. This Are you is talking about other, this is different. There's we have so many enemies on campus, I swear. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You're talking about Deanza's campus. Not just Deanza, but um if you go anywhere in the Bay Area and you look at like a tree and mm. you just see what's on the ground below it. It's a really shitty job of a way to plant a tree, actually. It's um, also a lot of the time, um, they don't do anything like mulch over the soil. They don't put other plants growing around the tree, nor do they, they also, every single time that there's, it's really important that when leaves, when they, when they die and they fall off the branch, they stay on the, they stay on the ground. They don't get moved. They're supposed to build up on each other, which Mm -hmm. is how soil which is how soil gets built. It's how trees they self fertilize themselves. Exactly, yeah. and and per, and increase water capture and increase the health of the soil. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time, the city hires people to, mm-hmm. yeah, to like scoop it up and take it away and take it somewhere else. And that's when you're moving resources. You're taking away those resources using fossil biomass. Fuels. Yeah, using using fossil fuels to remove those resources from where they need to really be. really be. And then, um, but what about beautification? That's oh my god, that's problem. the fucking biggest problem. They think <laughs> everything needs to be in edges, squares, and everything needs to be beautiful on its own self. And yeah. it's it's really a problem. And especially like in terms of beautification, sometimes when they plant like a plant, they'll have it like on a raised concrete bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then the whole point of like a plant being there isn't just for beauty. It's for like when water comes, you know, it gets trapped into the plant, it gets trapped in the soil. But a lot of the time, they don't build, they don't urban, like they don't plan or design the the garden space effectively to where it can capture water. So any of like the water that's running off the road, it can't get it can't get into the plant because there's a concrete like there's right. concrete. Right. Provided I've way. never seen a practical solution for this problem. 
I haven't not I haven't seen anything here in the Bay Area. That's I haven't seen anything me. in any urban environment. Yeah, that, that that does like what you say exactly, except for empty plots of land that just get abandoned, just you know, and no, it, they just the weeds just grow, and that's probably the best thing. Wow, the empty plot, but surely that's not the solution you're advocating for. Uh, empty plots. I uh, actually <laughs> that is the first. So is the, that practical? It's not practical. It is, well, it's not practical with the mindset of people have because yeah. or economically. The thing is, is that when weeds break up the con, you know, weeds are the first ones to break up the concrete. Yeah. So they're going to be the first ones to take over when, you know, when doomsday gone. comes. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and people don't like to see that. People don't like to see the weeds breaking up the concrete. They're just like, mm-hmm. oh, weeds. Oh, a plant there. They're oh, there's a plant in the edge. Escape. It's like yeah. in the edge, like the little corner. It's like, oh, it's there. We must chop it and cut it down and like go human, team human. Yeah, right? and that's just kind power of like, control. Yeah, that's exactly the kind of problem I've been. Uh, that I think the Bay Area really misses the point on. So it sounds yeah. like a lot of this could just be um, addressed by having like an environmental consultant and large architecture projects. Yeah. 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 Which they're starting to try and do, but it's so focused on the building design. And not focused on the garden design. Mm. When the garden design is really what, you know, when there's like water running off of the roof and it yeah. comes down the pipe, sometimes it just goes in the concrete. And then there's like a garden space next to it. Yeah. When when the water could just go into the garden space in yeah. general. I don't know how to explain it, but. Yeah, I um, I can see where you're coming from. One of my old friends was a uh, architecture student and mm-hmm. he, was a, he was a real chef. But um, he would explain to me that it's not really about buildings. It's about spaces. Mm -hmm. And um, from his perspective, the spaces really, like one of the key aspects of the spaces was how they looked. But what you're saying is there's also an opportunity for function. for function on the ecological scale that, that most people just aren't aware of, like yeah. things like the leaves falling and, you know, the the, the raised platforms for, for yeah. plants. <clears throat> Which, But yeah. here's the thing. I think that if they were explained to architects, it wouldn't be that hard for them to implement them. And people might actually grow to like them. Like that might be the look of the new age. That's true. Mm-hmm. But look, see, this is... Just the, like electric cars. People used to hate on them, right? This I don't know if you've seen this, so... I might what is check it out. But it's... Yeah. This is kind of where... China. It should be headed, I think. Is in this... Just over... Just overgrowth of carbon locking. Yeah, but see how they... See, the, see these buildings? Like, people live there. You know, it's supposed Whoa. to be like apartments and shit. And then they're just all, like... It's just all plants and shit everywhere. Yeah. Some shit like that's that. Crazy. Yeah. And then they grow in like patterns like this or some shit, so that like, I don't know, I don't know what it looks kind of like a flower. It makes it easy to get from one part of town to the other because it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Yeah. But that's kind of that's like oh, see the five petals. And yeah. 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 That type of stuff gets me excited mm-hmm. for the future because you're always in the situation where. You're, uh, you're, like, you're in the present moment, 
but mm-hmm. you know that there are going to be some improvements such that the future generations look back at you and laugh at you. Mm-hmm. But you're stuck in, in the present. Yeah. So all you can do is try, kind of like do the best that you can to push to, to push toward something that you think is good, but then you could also be wrong. Mm-hmm. And you could be pushing towards something that's completely evil. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, like, that's what we're this is definitely this is definitely not not evil in that direction. I think that unless you like hurt people, but yeah, but uh, yeah, I can see where it can be no evil. Money. I've definitely met some evil hippies. Uh oh, money stealing yeah. capitalists. But they're hippies. yeah, money stealing capitalist hippies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you heard of permaculture at all? No, permaculture. Okay, well, if you ever get offered to like. Spend money. Spend money on permaculture. Do not do that. Do not do it. <laughs> Why not? What is it? It's it's actually it's pretty cool. Like techniques and ideas and stuff. Like um, like growing fish from your like from a tank and then growing vegetables on top of that. That kind of systems. Oh, but sounds to, nice actually. But those kind of systems, you can find all the information free on the internet, and they're just going to be charging you money for that. And I fell into that trap. I paid a thousand dollars. You paid a thousand dollars for permaculture. Yeah. Hoping that I would get a certificate that I could actually use in the real world. Can't really use it. I mean, it doesn't... But you did get the certificate. No, because I tried to get my money back. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to come all the way out here. It's all. It was like up in the mountains. I'm not going to come all the way out here <laughs> to fucking sit all <laughs> day and listen to listen to someone else talk. A seminar or something. Exactly. Yeah, when I paid out. to do actual gardening work, actual work, and he had... There was this guy who had like a fucking 40... Huge, like huge acre redwood forest yeah. up in Santa Cruz. Yeah, Ooh. and um, the permaculture guy was like teaching on the land, but he wouldn't do anything with the land. He wasn't actually improving the land at all. He talks about improving it, and he doesn't actually improve it. He just talks about it. This is what you're supposed to do with the land, and this is how you do it. Oh, look at the goats. Was his information at least accurate? <laughs> It wasn't even his information. It was someone else speaking that was more of a genius than him. Too much of a genius that no one else in the class understood except for me. Because (laughs) I was actually, because I actually practiced it and I could actually apply it. Yeah. But then I was like trying to complain to him like, hey, you know, you're not really doing anything with your info sessions or they're not actually helping anybody in the end. Everyone in the class seems really lost and confused because we were trying to, our our final project was supposed to do a theoretical project about what we would do to improve the land. Yeah. And my group members came up with a juice bar and a healing center. Wait. And what? I yeah, exactly. And I was like, um juice bar like jamba juice. Something like that. Yeah. What does that have to do with healing and the land or restoring land? Nothing. They yes. they kept saying like just Well, like- we just needed we just need to like to do this like like a thing. Where, you know, where Gabe, who owns the land, he's the guy that owns the land, not the guy that does the classes. Yeah. He actually where he, owns the land. Where, where, they, they, he was like, we want to do a project where Gabe is like, here's $10,000, you know, I want this project done. <laughs> but then the so let's do a juice bar. But the truth Because that'll help people come to the land and they'll, the they'll want to come. Yeah. Oh, well, if that's the goal is to get people to show up, then no, it's the actually not was, a horrific idea. The truth I thought was it was that... to do something sustainable. Oh, we, it really the is. The thing is, we were paying. We were the actually. We were actually <laughs> providing the ten thousand dollars. We all paid a thousand dollars to do nothing. Oh right. He made, right. He made about fucking so much money. He made so I'm taking it. There's he made over. How many people were there roughly? There was over ten people. <laughs> there was definitely ten grand in that. We didn't do shit. Ten thousand. It was. It was. 
almost 20 almost 20 almost 20 people <laughs> this guy yeah greatest that, scam that's what, exactly I'll, I'll give you ten thousand dollars oh how generous really it's like this guy just came up with a powerpoint which you could probably do on google drive for like It'll take you one night to to write up that speech Seriously. that you guys just paid him ten thousand, and then he'll bless you with a, a ten thousand. One no, lucky he... person gets nine thousand, really. Then actually, no one got it. No one, no one got to do make an actual. <laughs> no project. one even wins. No, That's a lottery win. where no yeah. one wins. Yeah. No one did get to do anything. Wow. And yeah, I mean, that's... yeah, okay. Given that, I'll and take your a, advice. I won't. I won't get buy into permaculture. He's a However, professor at if UCSD. You, if you look at if you look up some of the stuff online and like find the free shit, it's good information. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Because that the fishbowl idea seemed cool. It is cool. It is it's cool. called aquaponics. Yeah. Yeah. See, cool name. Yeah. Aquaponics. It's basically like hydroponics, but instead of just like water and nutrients, you yeah. have you have a fish tank because to the give fish, you nutrients, yeah. the fish, they'll poop. And yeah. the poop fertilizes and oh. gives the nutrients towards to the plants. That's yeah. actually something I'm not clear on. So with some plants, or maybe this is true with all plants, you can just put them in water. Then what's the... Uh, no, you actually can't. Some, you can't? Some okay. plants can't handle, they can't handle that all the water, but it depends like maybe... So some like, do, some don't. Yeah, if you're growing things like maybe lettuce, yeah. you can grow lettuce in aquaponic systems. You can just search it and, like, people design their own systems out of, like, bathtubs yeah. and, like, just shit that they find, yeah. you know, and they just add piping to it, add, like, a little circulation system, throw Duct in some fish. Super glue. Yeah. No one, you know, it's it's stuff you can just, <laughs> Pretty much. what is it called, makeshift? You just, yeah. like, construct it with, out of, like... Yeah, that's upcycled shit. You know, shout out to the shout out to the makers movement. But that's really uh, mm-hmm. that's one mm-hmm. of the cool things that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. One of the positive sides of the internet because the internet is very like I think when it gets negative, the times when it gets negative are the times when people are mo- focused more on the digital world than the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with the makers movement, it's kind of the flip where you're just getting the information that you need, and then all the rest of your time is spent you know, with your friends or whoever, building something in the real world. That's ideal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, or like ha- hacker spaces, I'm, I'm just becoming aware of a lot of these things. Um, but I go to this club, um, DG, I think it's called D- Developers Guild, but it's like a computer I'm science like, club. I was going to be like Dolce & Gabbana? Is that yeah, right? same thing, same, same. So... <laughs> They uh they every once in a while they go to these hacker spaces, but I'm trying to make it to the next one. What's a hacker space? It's I like if I'm web. correct. So the truth is I don't know yet, and that's why I want to go. But what <laughs> I think it is is um it's like a maker space except it's with software, mm-hmm. and maybe it can include hardware as well. But people lock themselves in some room. Well, maybe it's not locked, but they, <laughs> they go to some room and they try to build something in a some short amount of time, like one day or two days. And then they just present whatever they've built, whether it's useful or not. Um, So they'll say, okay, we're going to make a popcorn app. And they get, you know, three chefs and they all just work it out and they, you know, survive off of jelly beans or whatever. Um, And then when they're finished, then they share it with the group. But it's apparently, it's much more than just the projects. It's There's also the culture of, what it's like to be in a room with a bunch of people who are all um, obsessing over these uh, very nerdy things uh, because, you know, a little bit of comic book culture might bleed in. You might have somebody dressed up as Batman for no apparent reason. Mm. You know, you might, there's a lot of other things that can emerge Mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with the the actual hacking 
but everything to do with the fact that people are coming together in this unique way that perhaps they wouldn't have without the internet because it allows you to express ideas that are socially not, you know, hmm. common. They're not common. Like they're, 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 they're not really, you know, they're, they're not really, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's not the best format. Sometimes writing is a better format for your ideas than um, sitting down and trying to convince somebody of something or mm-hmm. um, just explaining why you're into something. Because you, you, the way people normally seem to have conversations, I would argue, is not the way we're having one now. It's not usually, it, you know, like calm, expressing a full idea, letting someone else speak. It's, it's like bits and pieces, maybe short jokes. And um, th- there's, there's already a, a goal in mind before. Like they're not interested in exploring ideas as the primary reason for them communicating. They're interested in something else. Like, we're going to go play basketball. Okay. You know, however that goes down. Um, it's unlikely that they'll end up speaking about Nietzsche because that the, they don't have that, like... Wait, Nietzsche or Nietzsche? Nietzsche. Nietzsche? Let me just say somebody who's Plato. <laughs> it's, un, oh. it's unlikely they'll be speaking about Plato because they don't have that drive toward, like, we're going to just go wherever the ideas take us. It's more of, like, a directed... I'm, I may be wrong about this. I'm tr- to be honest, I'm trying to uh, clarify my ideas on this, but as you as you speak, kind of, as I speak, yeah, but I in general, that, over 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 the last like over the last like six months to a year, I'm thinking like I like conversations that are somewhat philosophical. What the fuck is everyone else doing? And mm-hmm. I don't really know, right? And because whenever I talk to someone like that, I'm interviewing them, uh-huh. you know. Um, so I don't really know what people find interesting, but, uh, anyhow, long story short, hacker spaces are super unique and cool and, you know, shout out to the maker movement. No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, no, I mean, um, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Have you ever heard of geocaching? No. Oh, it's like, it's a thing online. It came out like in the nineties or some shit, like when the internet was new and you get like a, like a GPS. Yeah. Like the old, the old ones. That's it. it started when like you had the, the the ones you take hiking or the ones you. you I know. have that. Yeah, and and you on the internet you find like coordinates, and global coordinates. You put them in your GPS. Yeah, and it leads you to like a treasure. Oh, well, we have that Pokemon Go, right? Kind of, but well, it's yeah. an actual real, <laughs> real like it's real a real Pokemon box that's hidden. Oh, it's a real. Yeah. So what's and there's the treasure? Shit, there's like random like little trinkets inside, and huh. sometimes they'll put like a dollar in there or some shit. You're like supposed that. to replace it. If you and take yeah, it, you take something, you're supposed to put something back. It's like kind of a game oh, that you play, but it's kind of like that same that idea is cool. of like taking the yeah. internet and making it real life. Yeah, that is cool. And that was one of the first when we first got the internet. That was one of the things that my my dad kind of took yeah. us on a couple times. That was, that was pretty fun. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. One of, like they're like buried underground. Like it's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I think that like this is kind of simple, but I still think this is really cool. Just being able to take a picture somewhere and saying where you are. Now, it's oh, boring yeah. if you're just a regular yeah. place. But it's really cool if you're in India or something and you're not from India mm-hmm. or if you're wherever um, on the top of some esoteric mountain or whatever. Sometimes, though. Or, or if you're inside a building and you don't really know and no one, else, no one could know where you're at. You're just like, <laughs> check out this place. And it geotags you. Oh, okay. I see what country you're in. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. All kinds of applications for it. 
speaking of which, I um, hmm. I I had like um, an iPhone back in the day, back in the Bama days, and I finally like one of my aunts sent me an iPhone, so I synced up all the iCloud stuff and it downloaded my pictures, and it's like, oh, these are the places where you've been, blah blah blah, and um, like I said, it's really simple, but it's still kind of cool to me. Is like these were all. In Alabama, this was in San Diego. Like this was over mm-hmm. here. This mm-hmm. was over there. And it just organizes it for you. You don't yeah, have to. Was, it, yeah, because at at one point in my, uh, basically the reason why I'm not a, uh, I explained this a little bit earlier, but um, I had a huge break in school. Like I went to undergraduate from 2012 to 2015, and I had a meltdown. <laughs> I had a meltdown <laughs> where basically one thing led to another, and I was locked up in Santa Clara County Jail. Yeah. And, um, anyhow, but I, my mental health, like looking back at the world, eventually I got treatment and I figured out what the fuck was going on. I'm like, everything's fine, but I still have to like, look back and think like, wow, this is my life. And uh, one aspect that was kind of weird was that I traveled a lot, like right before I got arrested. And, uh, it's really cool to like connect to people. This is fucked up. But it's really cool to connect with people who I met when I was out of my mind. And at one hmm. point, I was at Brown University. I just flew out there. Why? Some psychotic reason, right? It was my destiny. I was the center of the universe or something like that. Jesus was going to give me a diploma. But um, I went out there and I met this guy. And apparently, he had no idea that I was out of my mind, Right. Because he's like, hey, you seem lost. You need a place to stay? And I was like, oh, my delusions were right. Right? This guy was sent from the whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I stayed with this guy for a week and I ended up leaving. And I, you know, flash forward 14 months. Apparently, I was connected to him on Facebook. So I sent a message to him. Hey, how are you doing? (laughs) Oh, everything's going well. He's like, hey, I, you know, nice to hear from you. And I was like, you know, I, you know, I was um, like, I found out I, I've been like diagnosed with bipolar one. Like I've had a bit of an adventure after you left or after I left. But um, I just wanted to say thank you for your help um, during that weird time. Because, um, you know, that definitely could have gone another way. <laughs> like I was, I was seconds away from death almost every day like Damn. jump off the freeway no i won't do it i'm too scared they're like go do this uh go say hello to that random chick uh, i don't know I'm, I'm bitched out of a lot of stuff that according to my delusions i should have done but if i had done all of them i'm pretty sure i would have been dead and i think that guy kept me alive in some weird twisted way because he was kind of like a calm i don't know presence shout out to the makerspace yeah uh, one thing that surprised me about Deanza that I like is that every computer science student that I know Mm -hmm. they're working on a um, they're training an AI I didn't know how common that was or training a I'm I'm sorry maybe that's the wrong word for it but a uh, coding well that's the thing it I think it involves some coding but it's it's a uh, machine learning they're training a machine learning device. So regular coding is like I tell the computer to jump and it jumps, right? Whenever I snap. Of course, that doesn't happen because, yeah. But 
Um, machine learning is closer to the way a human learns. So you just show it a bunch of scenarios and say, this is how you do it, Timmy. Okay, when you see this, do this. And you just, you know, here's the thing. With AI, you can do it, you know, in the range of tens of thousands of uh, times um, within a small period of time. Learning opportunities. Exactly. So one thing that I saw a guy do was, um, oh, no, I didn't see him do this, but he gave this as an example and he played it for me. Uh, the Bach bot. So, you know, Bach, the musician. Mm. Uh, well, somebody got the idea to train <laughs> a machine learning robot in or, uh, to play Bach. So they just played Bach, you know, every single, they just downloaded every single thing you ever created into this bot and they, you know, tweaked something here and there. And then he said, okay, so try to tell the difference. I'm going to play real Bach, then I'm going to play this, but I won't tell you which one to which. So you got to try to tell the difference. Mm -hmm. Long story short, you can't tell the difference, mm -hmm. you know, unless you know Bach, unless you know the real songs he's done. But the, the, the robot is, you know, for, to the layman, to me, just as good as Bach, you know, at creating this music. So what's crazy about that is the exponential nature of all of this, where even though something seems like it's only improved 1% over the last whatever... Tomorrow's going to improve 4%. Well, yeah, something around there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to increase to the point where by the time you figure out what the fuck happened the Bach bot's already going to be laughing at you because you'll be the equivalent of, you know, a mouse or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but who knows? That could have already happened right now at Google and we would still be out of the loop mm -hmm. until at least next year. But by next year in computer time, that could be like 10,000 years in human time. <laughs> That's pretty scary to think about like that. So when you mix sustainability into all this... <laughs> Well, what if what if the robots design a world that's only sustainable for them? <laughs> Seems like they're doing that like they pluck uh, the same way we're plucking the weeds. That's the way that they think about humans. Like, oh well, they're good for our topsoil, but really they're unnecessary for our beautification. <laughs> well, I mean, the world can end. You know, it can end really badly if we don't change it now. You and know what the solution to that is? Hmm. Chef of X Comics. <laughs> it's his Insta. It's his, what? Uh, it's his Instagram. And on I that like note, oh wait, yeah. I, I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to ask each of you guys the most important question in the universe. The most important question um, in the universe. Do. That's what I said <laughs> last time. Wait, I didn't. I didn't even ask the question yet. All right. <laughs> Damn it! I, actually, I think the question I had in mind is too generic. So let me just try to think of one in real time. Uh, oh, here's an environmental The most one. important question in the uh, universe. <laughs> bottle or can? Can. <laughs> um, glass bottle. That's right. I'm a real tigger, I got triggers Dip her in honey, I will lick her Like Pooh Bear, I'm too rare You Care Bears, your crew scared Tape here when the fam's near Cheap shit, that's out Weekends in the kitchen, off the deep end But I'm living Ooh. The Chef of X Podcast Mmm, delicious